where the facts and opinions build the discourse. Rosa in 60 Minutes with Musa Skosana. Executive Mayor of Liko Local Municipality joins us now. Executive Mayor Delani Tabete, he joins us now on the line. But before I bring him in, I want to remind him of a conversation that he and I had just on the um, aftermath of the local government elections. And this is what he, he told me and the rest of the province. We really need to revive the municipality. We really need to put on the agenda issues that affect the community. We want to ensure that the community gets clean, reliable water 24-7, that they get reliable electricity, that we are able to close the portals and we are able to fix the robots, and more especially that we are also able to bring about economic development so that we can fight the scale of unemployment that is happening in Lipa. Executive Mayor, then you were the 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 the, the leader of the Ligua uh, Community Forum. You and I were just having a conversation at the aftermath of the local government elections, and of which a significant portion of the voters went towards your favour at the time, of which it left a hung municipality where the ANC African National Congress was leading in terms of the numbers, but it was a hung municipality. Those are some of the words you said. Good evening, Executive Mayor. But how much of what you've mentioned in that clip have you managed to achieve in that municipality? Uh, good evening, Podmusa, uh, and good evening to the listeners of Rise FM throughout the province and in other provinces. And thank you very much for affording us this opportunity uh, to, to address some of the issues that the local municipality is currently engaged and are faced with. Uh, but Musa, let me let me start by saying from the clip that you just played, uh, when when we went in, one we found a very disoriented municipality. We found a municipality with collapsed systems. We found a municipality that had serious challenges in terms of infrastructure. We found a municipality that was not investor-friendly. Uh, investment, investments were moving away from the municipality. And since we came in as a municipality, uh, I must indicate that we, the challenges are there. And the challenges were, were, were much bigger than what we anticipated them to be. Uh, nevertheless, there could uh, what we have tried to do, or what we are trying to do currently, uh, the problem, let me say, for an example, the problem with electricity. Besides the old infrastructure and the collapsed infrastructure that is doing the electricity, uh, the problems that we are faced with, some of these problems could have been addressed many years ago. Uh, hence, what we are doing currently is not to do the copy and paste solutions on electrical problems but we are working on permanent uh, solutions that will ensure that the people of Ligua can one day enjoy uh, reliable electricity. Let me make an example. Uh, when we came in, there was a problem of electricity in areas like Vodacom, uh, RDP, and that problem is still there. It still exists. But what we have seen as, as this administration is that 
uh, as uh, joining Vodacom, TV and the RTT in other areas, it's not a solution. Mm. And the shortcuts that we've done in addressing the problem in these areas is not a solution. Hence, we are installing a new line that will be dedicated to these areas and ensure that these areas have their own electricity without being loaded in other areas that causes overloading and tripping. Mm. The project has started in Extension 7, so already uh, we expect the problem to be completed in two, three weeks, and by then these areas will have a reliable electricity a cable that is dedicated to them, not shared with other areas, which will also relieve other areas of tripping and load shedding. Yeah. So you see what, what we could have done, we could have also do the shortcut of switching and switching, uh, putting them there and there, but that's not a solution. Mm. We have to provide permanent solution, and this is one permanent solution I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, Executive Mayor, yes, but also... Maybe let's go back to 2018 when the municipality was subjected into investigations, particularly Section 106. You know, this issues that you cited were already raised there, meaning you are going into government. This issues, that investigation report had already dealt with those issues that they are there. The spillage of, of, of sewage, also the electricity problem. But I want to understand from you, as soon as you got into office, the recommendations that were given by that very report. Are they implemented in the municipality to somewhat try and you know fix all these issues that were raised almost two years before you got into office? That's true. The the recommendation of the section one oh six report and the recommendations of the Auditor General's report played a very important uh, role in ensuring that uh, the municipality uh, was was dissolved. And also thereafter, immediately when we came in, we, we received the report, the Section 106 report. But remember, uh, the Section 106 report was the report in, uh, initiated by the provincial COCTA. Sure. And therefore, it was it was uh, COCTA's aim. But uh, as a new administration, we, we, we really demanded that Section 106 be attended to and be dealt with because... Uh, you will also recall that when the municipality was placed under administration, there was an administrator that was put in place. And among his terms of reference was the issue of implementing recommendations as contained in the Section 106 report. Mm. But when we came in, we could not find any tangible results. Uh, that meant that uh, recommendations uh, contained in the 106 report yeah. were implemented. Uh, in our in our engagement with COPTA, uh, the report has come back to the municipality. It has now become a responsibility of the municipality. And in our last council meeting, we established the disciplinary board, which is going to look at the recommendations of the Section 106 report. And we've also appointed people to serve in this board, and as well as uh, adopting the terms of reference for the disciplinary board because we can't rest until people that play the role in collapsing the municipality yeah. are brought put to book yeah. and those people are held accountable. Yeah. Executive Mayor, if you just joined us, I'm chatting to the Executive Mayor of Likwa Local Municipality that's all the way in Standerton, one of the beautiful places here in the province of Mpumalanga, the Executive Mayor uh, Delani 
Tabete is my guest this evening. Executive Mayor, there's quite a number of comments that are coming through, particularly uh, on that post you've uh, mentioned us as a station rise FM, and we'll definitely get to touch on some of those uh, uh, you know, questions that have been posed there. But I want us to look into the financial state of the municipality when you took over, because that very report that you and I, and I are talking about, you know, it's to suggest that the, the, the municipality was on a deficit of 300 million and, and also with an irregular expenditure of 1 billion. When you took in office, kindly describe to the province, you know, the state of that municipality as far as the finances were concerned. Yes, Ms. Yeah, it's true. Our, our financial position as a municipality uh, is, is very, very bad. Uh, we just came back from the process of adopting a, a budget. And, and our budget has, has a, a deficit, uh, and that deficit, uh, when, when we went to provincial treasure, uh, we were advised that uh, the budget must be cashback. And such a cashback budget means that we must ensure that the amount of money that we are collecting is equal to the money that we spend. Unfortunately, with our municipality, that has a historical uh, creditors of three billion, a deficit of almost three billion. Uh, it was then impossible to have a cashback budget. But what the provincial treasury and court advise us to do is that much as we can't afford to have a cashback budget in this financial year, but we, we should show a reduction on the deficit. So our budget must reflect a reduction, which is what we have done. Uh, we have reduced our deficit from $3 billion to $251 million, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, which, which means that as we move along with the proceeding financial years, we will be working on reducing our deficit. Uh, our creditors are still there. We currently owe ISCOM $1.7 billion. Uh, we are owing the Department of Water and Sanitation uh, $700 million or so. So it's, it's quite a lot, but what, what I'm happy and what, what I can report is that since we came in, we've ensured that we are paying ISCOM regularly. Uh, in some months, it might not be the total current account, but we are paying ISCOM regularly. Uh, if I can just say averagely, we've been paying ISCOM 21 million, 30 million, 28 million. We are servicing our, our creditors. When we came in, we also owed SARS something like 102 million and currently our debt with SARS stands at 52 at 52 million so we were able to have it by almost 50 million uh, our our creditors are our area of main concern yeah. hence we want to ensure that we pay we pay all our creditors and ensure that at least we get to a point where we will be able to service uh, service delivery instead of servicing debt. Yeah. The other problem that we are having is the amount of money that the municipality is collecting. Mm. Currently, our, 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 our collection rate uh, is, is very, very low. Uh, it, it's not a good one. Solely because uh, you have areas that are, are not uh, built by the municipality. When we came in, there were, there were areas like the CRU units that belong to the municipality that were not built and they are not paying. We've got extension eight, uh, which is not built and they are not paying. 
uh, you've got quite a number of areas that are not built. The other problem that the municipality has been having, which we are busy with and addressing it, is the issue of our billing system. Our billing system is not in order. It's, 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 it leaves a lot to be desired. But what we have done, uh, we have partnered with DPSA, we have partnered with National Treasury yeah. to ensure that we improve our billing system mm. and at the same time uh, improve our revenue collection. Yeah, exactly. May I, but also, we, let me let me ask you on that. Uh, you know, the municipal billing uh, you know system. If as a municipality yeah. you are unable to ascertain as to how much someone owes you or proper invoice residence, how then are you able to anticipate an inflow of money? Exactly. Hence, I'm saying that our, our revenue collection is very, very low and very, very poor because people are not built correctly and people, uh, the municipality did not even know who is it, who are they dealing. Mm. So what we have done now, uh, we've, we've partnered with DPSA and with, with, uh, COP, with COPTA and National Treasure, firstly by ensuring that we improve our 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 our, our database, that yeah. the people that we have in the system are people that will be able to build, that we can build people, uh, build correctly and build correct people. That's the one thing that we want to do. The other one is the replacement of water meters because the other problem that resulted in the poor billing system was the issue of, of, of uh, uh, water meters that are broken. Others cannot be found. Others cannot be traced. So what we have done is to replace a majority of these meters so that people have proper functioning meters. Yeah. Uh, the other problem is is on the on the issue of, of, of electricity. Yeah, executive Mayor, on that issue of electricity, I mean, we seem to be getting a lot of traction around it. People are saying they can't even listen to our conversation, the one that we are having, That's you and true. I, because of electricity. And also that town uh, or the municipality is described as liquid sh- shedding, meaning there's quite a number of uh, load reductions and load sheddings that are happening in the area. You know, talk us through how would you then describe the crisis of electricity, particularly in the legal local municipality? The crisis of electricity is very serious. Uh, if, if I can just briefly give you the problems that we are having of electricity. Uh, one, we have inadequate uh, electrical supply to community and customers. Uh, it's, it, we also have a poor quality of electric supply we have electricity, electricity losses uh, and, and uh, the inability to provide constant electricity. And the results are as follows. We, we have one, the uh, ISCOM NMD, which is the, uh, means whatever electricity we use as a community, it must not exceed the 55 NMD. That's the first challenge. And what we have done, we've, we've had engagement with ISCOM, because remember, I said earlier on, we are servicing the ISCOM debt. Sure. And uh, as a result thereof, uh, ISCOM then advised us to apply for an increased NMD, which is what we have done. I had a meeting, a telephonic meeting last week with the CEO of ISCOM, Mr. Duritu, who advised me that the issue will be dealt with in the next board of ISCOM, the issue of increasing our NMD. That's the first challenge mm. that whenever, more especially in winter, uh, that is when we experience a challenge in as far as NMD. The second part is the collapsed uh, infrastructure, electricity infrastructure. Our electricity system is very weak and 
It has not been serviced for years. It has not been maintained for years. Hence, I've given you the example of the of, of the line that we are currently installing for Vodacom. But that's not the only area. You also have areas like Borkhansen Selene, uh, which is also creating problems because of overloading. That's the other problem that we are having. The problem yeah. is infrastructure. Our infrastructure is aged and very old. The other problem executive that we are having is the issue of illegal corrections. Yeah, executive mayor. I mean, there are somewhat of reactions that we're getting. I mean, it would be disingenuous of us not to even play one. I'd like to play maybe one that have come through and, and, and maybe gather your reaction and then we'll pack it there for this evening. Um, here's a, a resident who is uh, in Likwa. This is what they've submitted to us thus far. Well, seven has been marginalized for too long by the municipality of Likwa, both by the previous and the current administration. During campaigning and whatsoever, when people appeal, they come and make commitment to the people that are going to champion for them. The mistake that perhaps we did to the community is to say to people like, no, we are hearing you, what you are saying, no, we come and vote for you. We do not question whether do they have the plan to solve those problems, to raise the memorandum that is been drafted by the community. So the community has drafted the memorandum and the memorandum of demand will then be submitted to the municipality. Yeah, I understand that there's somewhat of a memorandum anticipated to be handed over to you on the 13th, that is on Wednesday. Are you aware of that, Executive Mayor? And, you know, this listener of Rise FM seeks to also suggest, Uguti, when you assumed the office, you did not have any plan, because if you had a plan, some of these problems would have been resolved. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the, of the memorandum that the community is bringing to the municipality on Wednesday. And and like we have said, we are an open municipality. We, 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 we encourage our community members to raise issues with the municipality because we are a municipality that is accessible. Uh, so we, we, we welcome the action by the community. Uh, if the community has issues that they are raising, it's okay. It, it will also give us an opportunity to be able to engage with, with, with community members. But in as far as the area that the listener is referring to, Extension 7, that's the area that I'm saying there's currently a project in Extension 7 of installing a dedicated line. And there were people who were, who were staying in, a, in an area that was meant for this project. And those residents were engaged, they were persuaded to move so that we could allow this project to start. And fortunately, and, and our, our community members were very supportive, they've moved along this line and they've allowed the project to continue. So uh, even if, if, if the listener can go there, the project is currently in place, mm. uh, poles are being installed, and that line will be installed yeah. in a matter of few things. Yeah, executive mayor, maybe let me submit and, this and one in also. Far, in as far as the plan is, yeah, yeah. Yes, is concerned, uh, we, we had a plan, and, and our plan was to ensure that, one, the infrastructure, that we are faced with the collapsed infrastructure of the electricity that we are having need to be overhauled. Yeah. And, and a study that was done by DPSA says that we need at least $276 million to overhaul our electricity infrastructure. Yeah. So that we Executive can Mayor, unfortunately, you and I have exhausted our time. But however, I want to ask you, because this resident seems to feel that they are robbed of houses. How far is the plan in relation to the RTP houses in Extension 8? Maybe a briefly a response on that one. Uh, there, there will be a, a community, community meetings because uh, what we're saying is that there are people who are occupying those houses 
who should not have occupied those houses. So currently, we are busy collecting data of people that are inside those houses who are staying in those houses against the beneficiary list that we've received from the Department of Human Settlement. As soon as we, 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 are, we were able to balance the two, uh, the list, the beneficiary list from, from human settlement and those that have occupied the houses, we will then know for sure which houses belong to people that are yeah. currently without houses. But we are also going to encourage people. We will start a program of, of compiling a new housing needs register where community members will, feel it will come and apply for RTP houses. But there are also houses met- that are outstanding. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, you and I have to park it here this evening. I, I understand that there's quite a number of issues that you and I still need to exhaust as far as legal local municipalities is concerned. And some I of the 60 minutes. No, executive mayor. The name of the show is 60 minutes. Yeah, but you and I had a limited time. Uh, definitely uh, unpacking some of the top stories in the province for the next 60 minutes. Let's make way for others, executive mayor. Really appreciate having you had you yeah. on our program. We really honor you. I suppose we really appreciate that you honoured the invitation. No, thank you very much, Musa, and and I really appreciate the opportunity and and the engagement will continue with our community in addressing these problems. We are aware of these problems and they are receiving the necessary attention. Thank you very much. Thank you, Executive Mayor. That is the Executive Mayor of uh, Lekwa Local Municipality, Executive Mayor Delani Tabete. Remember him, uh, we've spoken to him quite a number of times before he became an executive mayor. It's quite the first time, actually, we speak to him on his capacity as the executive mayor of the Likwa uh, local municipality. Mpumalanga, let's uh, shift focus now. Let's bring in a, a conversation that happened over the weekend.